Welcome to Slasher Sports Cinema, a division of Slasher Sports, and thank you for tuning in. Before we get started, I want to ask you to hit that subscribe or follow button and turn on those notifications so you don't miss what we're doing. As always on Slasher Sports Cinema, we're taking a look at some of the films I plan on watching this weekend and maybe some that we'll get to see in the future. Get your ass out of the house and into a theater. And to do the same today, I've got my good friend Lucky Saruti, who made the film, as you can see, Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. It's a mouthful, it's a lot of alliteration, so stick around. They say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for if not for shedding? I'm my number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. God, it knows I'm here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Slasher Sports Show with Billy Gray. Lucky Saruti, welcome to the show and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And that song in the in the intro there, that pumped me up pretty good. So uh, Did it? Are you oh, ready? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Man, I'm ready. I'm ready to go chop some lumber. I don't know about you. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, Carl Casey from White Bat Audio. He's, shout um, out. No, that yeah, was that was shout out. He is fantastic, man. He's got exactly the vibe we're looking for. Uh, we spliced in a few little quotes from some of my favorite flicks. Absolutely. Uh, not, not even like my Mount Rushmore flicks, just like random things that when you hear it in the film, it just creeps you out, man. It gets you, Barbara. That's one of the classics. But yep. you know, there's the Candyman uh, quote. And then if you listen really close, you got Annie Wilkes from Misery. I'm your number one fan. Oh, oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, talk yeah. about like getting a horror fan bricked up something. That's, <laughs> that'll do it. That I, I yes, that'll do it. Man, I was uh I was watching Pearl. Uh maybe a couple I haven't seen it yet. Man, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Okay. I'm not gonna spoil anything. But uh man, Mia Goth can do anything she wants to do. That's all I've heard. I've heard that it's a it's a star turn, so I, I can't wait. She's been in some films that I, I guess weren't just you know home runs. Mm-hmm. Good good for film people, sure. Um, but maybe not so much for the general. Um, she was in a *Nymphomaniac* and uh, some other you know just lower budget stuff. Mm-hmm. Pearl and X have just completely turned the corner and i'm sure you know there's a third installment coming in so stick around for the 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 post-credit roll um oh okay yeah yeah it's just a little little teaser you know yeah but for for an 80s kid like me sure um i was born in 82 so around the time that wwf saturday night's main event was like at its height was like 88 87 and that's when i was five and six just developing into like a, a ridiculously stupid pro wrestling fan yeah uh they were using and you won't find this on on youtube okay you're gonna you're gonna find the alternate theme song on youtube uh but they used to use that song my obsession uh Mm -hmm. in in their opening okay uh, for saturday night's main event um for copyright purposes which is weird to me because you would think that you're already using a wwf video so why not leave it alone but if you listen on the, the WWF or WWE network, you're going to hear the alternate theme they came up with later. So they wouldn't have to pay any, any cheddar, you know? So, sure. um, but they kick, they kick off this, uh, this teaser for the third installment of, uh, the, the X trilogy mm-hmm. with my obsession. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. 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 And, and it looks like they're going to go back to the, uh, the character from the first film X. So Pearl is kind of going to be a, uh, just a standalone prequel. Sure. And then you, in the timeline, you've got probably X and then you've got Maxine. I love that. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and man, he's, he shot all this kind of secretly. 
Yeah, which um, just, I really I, I appreciate. I mean, that's not I can't imagine that that was very easy to do in the time of everybody knowing everything. So uh, I yeah. really that. Yeah, to to avoid spoilers, to vo- to avoid leaks. Sure, it, it's it's got to be a task. Yeah, but Ty West, man, he's a uh, he's he's the real deal. I agree. I, I'm a fan. Um, uh, I mean, I saw I didn't know him. Um, I didn't know who he was. Oh, for real? Prior to X, I was like. I know that guy. When I saw oh, the picture of him, I said, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy? And then it came, you know, came to, to light. Oh, he was the guy that got shot in the neck on your next. Yep, exactly. That's yeah. where I know him. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was a director because we did. Um, I had another podcast called Slashers and Screamers before this project. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a group of four people. We'd watch a film. We'd talk about it Sunday night, talk about how absurd, how ridiculous it was. And just, you know, pay homage in the, the best way we did who's next because we kind of three of the four of us love a good home invasion flick. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit with the project, uh, kind of strangers, um, in in somewhat anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a good home invasion, man, you can't go wrong with one because a, it can happen to any of us. Okay. That's what makes it the most frightening of modern horror. I agree. The home invasion. And, uh, like there are times where you just kind of suspend disbelief and you say, Hey, you know what? That was a really good film. And I know it couldn't happen, but I'm going to think about it all weekend. A home invasion flick, a good, well done home invasion. leave you thinking for a long time. It'll stay with you. It'll stay with you. And like you said, it is, you know, among the, the sub genres, I suppose that, that, uh, that really freaked me out and, and would get under my skin you know, and, and make me double check windows and locks and stuff like that. It is a, it is a really well done home invasion movie. And uh, yeah, some of them are, are really fucking scary. And and when you've got people at home that you have to be responsible for, it's even more stress inducing. I bet. I bet. I, uh, I don't have that, but I, um, well, no, but Hey, you, you know what it's like, man. You've you've got people that are close to you and if they're there with you, and you have to take care of them. It's, it's wild, man. It is yep. so wild. But there are a lot of good horror films out right now. Oh, Smile, absolutely. Barbarian, Hellraiser's dropping soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. Man, that's probably, well, at the time of uh, the recording, I believe it's uh, two days from now. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. I guess I didn't realize how soon yeah, that was. Pretty close. And then Terrifier wow. 2 is dropping tomorrow from the time from the time you're listening, if you even listen. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be the day of. So, wow, crazy! Yeah. What have you seen lately that you've uh, that you've liked? Um, I did see Barbarian in the theater. Um, that was the last uh, kind of theater movie that I went to see. Um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the first half of it. That tension that they built, I thought that was really really great. Um, the second half was fun. You know, um, it did what it was supposed to do. Sometimes uh, it, it, you, when you set that expectation early, though, it, it, it's hard to match that the entire film. Totally, totally. It's, it's and, not uh, a diss to say the second no, half was worse. Not at all. Not, not at all. Um, and I and I I just think it was a different movie, which I think was what the intention was. I mean, from from somebody watching it, um, they wanted that turn, and they definitely achieved that. Um, the first half, just for me, uh, worked a little bit more, just for my sensibility and my, um, you know, what what affected me about the movie Um, but it was a good it was a good time it's crazy that that we're living in a time where a movie like that was the you know number one movie in the world for a minute and it got a huge wide release and um that's just really cool to see um so i'll never complain about that yeah you got a couple of guys like uh justin long and bill skarsgård who are yeah i mean right now well, first of all, Justin Long is the hardest working man in horror. <laughs> if, uh, He's at really least in going acting. at it lately with the genre stuff. I, I really, I, I'm happy to see that. Um, it seems like he's working a ton and, uh, and he always does good work. So I'm, I'm happy to see it. And Bill Skarsgård, yeah. same thing. I thought he was great in that movie. Really he was, really you know, the trailer really sets you up for an expectation that you don't get right. I didn't even see the trailer before I went into the movie. Oh I wow! I didn't watch. I knew the least that you could know about a movie going into Barbarian, and I, and I felt like um, it worked. You know, especially for and and as my friends went to go see it, that's what kept coming back is that like don't go into it. Like the less you know, 
the better it'll work for you. And I think that is cool that um, that people are like looking out for that, you know, like no doubt, go, no go, doubt. Rather than like, oh, you won't fucking believe what happens. It's like, don't just go into it blind and you'll have a good time. I really I, I thought that was cool. And in this one, I think even though uh, you, you if you did see the trailer, you're going to get you're going to get swerved. I bet. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah they sure. set the the set the expectation that this six foot four Bill Skarsgård sure. and uh, this uh, probably five six Georgina Campbell, uh, you you set that ma- that mismatch right that matchup yep. uh, him standing next to her oh he's he's towering over her, she's in trouble and yeah. then and then the shit happens and then the shit happens exactly yeah. yeah no that was it was a good time it was a it was a good time um, another one that I saw. Kind of recently, it was a, a few months back, but one that I keep coming back to to thinking about um, is Men. Did you see Men? I have not seen Men yet. Man, oh man. I really, really had a good time with that one. Where'd you uh, see that one? I saw it in the theater. Okay. Yep. Um, but I'm sure that it's by now probably on, you can you can stream it or rent it or whatever. Um Alex Garland. Um, I was unfamiliar um, with any previous film uh, of theirs, but um, man, men just really worked for me. Really, really worked for me. And again, um, it uh, it's that feeling kind of, you know, in, in a sort of, it, it's not a home invasion movie by any means, um, but uh, that feeling of kind of isolation and helplessness that, oh, that, yeah. I, that elicits that reaction in me when I w- watch something like a home invasion movie. Um, it really brought that out of me in a way, in a new way that I, that I wasn't, um, that I hadn't experienced with it, with another film. Um, so that was super exciting. Um, it's really unique. There's a lot of body horror stuff, especially toward the end, not to spoil anything, but, um, it, you're not expecting it. It comes out of nowhere and it's really cool and, and super fun. And again, just a fucking weird movie that got a huge release. I'm, I'm loving that lately. Um, there's been a lot. I mean, even going back to something like, um, like Malignant or something like that, just these weird movies that are getting these huge releases. I'm, it makes me very excited as somebody who like makes kind of weird stuff that's like, man, it, it could happen. You know what I mean? Like it's really, it's cool. Well, you know, you talk about things that, you know, un- unknown people. I just saw Smile and uh, uh, Parker Finn, I believe, is the director of that. And he, I'm, I, I know who he is. The name is not sounding right in my head as I'm saying it. <laughs> and that's, um, yeah, I think it's Parker Finn. But uh, he basically, this is his first feature film. And he yeah. got such a huge budget for it from a huge company. Amazing. And yeah, he did great with it. First of all, a couple of uh, re- repeat tropes, but I mean, that's sure. there's there's not an original idea out there to be had, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Is, I mean, you just kind of have to take it yeah. in a different direction. And their marketing was genius. Oh my god! I, so I haven't seen the movie yet, but but um, I've been seeing those clips of the people at sporting events and like all of these things. And the trailer. So when I saw Barbarian, they had a trailer for Smile, and it was super short. And like, didn't, I don't even remember if there was any dialogue in the, in the trailer. It was just this little mini scene. And then it just said smile. And like, it didn't give you anything, but I was like, whoa, what, who would make this? a film like that? And what move, what is this movie? I, it really worked. It, it did, it did the job. I was, I was like, man, I, I'm going to have to check this well, out. They were sending people out to baseball games, to the Today Show, right, right, just right. standing there smiling at the camera. And it's like, okay. We, we see what you're doing and, and we love it. Yeah. <laughs> we totally. love it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was either Reeves Elliott or Brandon Bassam that told me we should meet and talk. Uh, probably uh, Brandon. He was my most recent, um, most recent guest. But it may have been Reeves because he hits me up on the regular. I, I have met Brandon a couple of times working at the trauma offices. Um, but, uh, I, I had, just spent at the time of recording this the previous weekend um, with Reeves, uh, director of The Secret of Cuck Island, um, at Cinema Wasteland, um, which is a fantastic um, film festival slash uh, convention. If anybody is in the uh, Ohio area, um, definitely go and check that out. But 
Um, they were screening Cuck Island, and they were also screening uh, my films, Sleezo, uh, Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour, and Freak. Um, and I had known Reeves um, through mutual friends and stuff. We had met uh, a couple of times, but I really got to like hang out with him over the weekend. Um, my company, Dead Vision Productions, had a table. We were, uh, I was like, if you want to throw some copies of Cuck Island on here and, you know, uh, be my guest. Let's hang okay. out. You know, whatever. Um, so I, I would imagine that it would have been Reeves because um, I don't know if uh, if Brandon knows uh, who I am. <laughs> I mean, maybe he does, but I don't. Well, know. he he was talking about uh, Brandon and I were talking about some upcoming uh, festivals. Oh and, sure. Yeah, there's a possibility he saw um, you know something, but uh, it probably was Reeves. If you guys were at that same table and um, at the same. Uh, event over the weekend then it's a very good sure. very good chance that's where i got it but um so tell me about dead vision productions yeah so um i formed this company uh dead vision productions in 2018 um i uh live in new york city i live in manhattan um mm-hmm. i moved to the city in 2016 um to be an actor like i thought that that's what i wanted to do um and you know, there's a there's a million other people that have that same idea um, living in New York City. Um, and you know, as everybody does, I had to get a day job. And uh, in 2018, I started a, a new job at um, at this kind of experimental theater. Um, uh, it's, it's a show called Sleep No More. Um, it's a big kind of immersive theatrical experience. It's non traditional. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but I met a lot of people. This was the really the first time that I had met so many people that were kind of feeling the same way that I was in the way that, you know, you move to the city and um, you're going on all these, all these auditions and you're, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a series of, of waiting for permission to be told that you can do what you want to do. And, and uh, that never really sat well with me. Um, I, I would just always just rather make my own stuff and do my own stuff. I mean, nobody's going to tell me what I can do. You know what I mean? I would just much yeah. rather make it happen myself, but that's not necessarily the way that, that it works if you're trying to, you know, be an actor. Um, and I was meeting all of these people in this place and um, they were all feeling that very similar way. And, and I met, um, I met a, a friend of mine named Sam and um, we were like, talking about it and um it started as just like mutual interest like we were both huge genre fans um we were talking about all the same movies that we liked and and all of this stuff and we were like let's write a script let's just write a script and then we can maybe like put it on somewhere but um you know let's just write one and it was going to be a you know a, a play but then we were like wow i mean we could like it's harder to put on a play than it is to just like make a movie because like everybody mm-hmm. now has a, a camera in their pocket essentially. So it turned into this screenplay and it was going to be like this kind of like Swanbergy mumblecore serial killer type movie. It was, I don't know. It never got made because every time we would meet to write it, we would just end up making this master list of everything else, every other idea that we've ever had for something to do a weird idea for a script or a TV show or something. And it just, we never wrote the script, but what we had was this big list of projects that we have ever dreamed about doing. On a wider scale though, like it isn't, isn't it possible that that's the project you were meeting to do? I mean, you, you thought you were getting together to put the script together. What you were really getting together to do is put that list together. Well, that's just it. And then, so we, after like, you know, a few weeks of, of not writing the script, we were like, well, we have this thing. Let's make a little production company. And we have all of these friends that we can, that just are, are dying to be a part of something and to do something, you know? let's just see if we can make some of these. Let's see. I mean, what's the, the worst that can happen is we have some fun over a weekend and we have this shitty thing that we can laugh about with our friends. Like, honestly, that would, there's no stakes in this. So like, let's just try it. So, um, 
we brought on uh, another friend of ours, Eddie, and and we the three of us made what is now Dead Vision Productions. Um, and really, it just started as making these really dumb shorts over the weekend with our friends. And um, over, you know, the months, uh, you know, we, we were like, man, this is like something that that we're not only having a really good time doing, but but we're learning so much as we as we go. Continuous improvement. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that it was the first time that any of us had really had like a like a video diary essentially of, of getting better at something, which was super exciting. So in, in the, the summer of, of 2019, we were like, okay, so let's like actually try to do something that's like a little bit more elevated in terms of production and, and taking it a little bit seriously and not just goofing off with our friends over the weekend. Let's like carve out a chunk of time to go upstate and, and shoot something. Um, so I wrote, um, I had no interest in writing or directing when I first got into it. Like it was going to be a vehicle for me to act essentially, but, but I was like, oh, I mean, why not? Nobody's like volunteering for this. Um, in hindsight, it would have been better to like find people that like wanted to do different stuff, but we all wanted to act <laughs> like it was just a vehicle for all of us to, to want to act. But so that first one, I was like, okay. It'll be, I'll bite the bullet on this one and, and write and direct it. Um, so I wrote um, Kindness of Strangers over the summer. Um, and then we shot it uh, probably in August, if I'm remembering right, maybe July or August. We took like a few days, a long weekend, went upstate where I'm from and and shot it. Um and that was that. Uh, and that really, then it was like, it was over. I was like, oh, this is, I figured it out. Like, this is the thing. Which was, well, exciting. you know, I've seen three of your projects in the last week. Okay. Sure. And I'm just going to be honest. The kindness of strangers is my favorite of the three. Okay, that's interesting because I that is not the first time that I've heard that, and I don't take offense to that one bit. I I'm super proud of that one. Um, there is something about it being the first one that's like super special to me. Um, I haven't seen it in a minute, um, and I'm sure that I, there would be parts of it that like would drive me nuts to watch. Oh yeah, there there were parts of it that I said yeah that would drive him nuts today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. but the thing is, okay, you you gave me the uh, the overall spiel of how. Uh, Dead Vision Productions started. Mm -hmm. Indulge me on uh, the beginning of Slasher Sports. Okay. Yeah. Please. So please. Slasher Sports was done because uh, a friend of mine and I were writing uh, articles, baseball articles, for another company called Overtime Sports Heroics. Okay. I'm I, I'm not afraid to, to shout them out because they're you're, ultimately they're good people. However. It was not what we wanted to do because we didn't like the direction. We didn't like uh, certain elements of maybe pushing your own work out. You're, you're all the time waiting. Like you said, hurry up and wait. You're waiting for someone else to get your work out there. So this guy and I, he may have left a little more disgruntled than I did. But when he left and we had like ideas because he was an editor, I was a writer. Um, he would look at my stuff and he would be like, Hey man, you, you write really well. So, uh, man, if you ever think about doing this, uh, I'm, I'm going with these other guys and we're going to do the same thing. Just a little edgier, just a little more like us, a little less polished. So I said, you know what? The hell with it. I'm not doing anything here. It's really saturated where we are. So I jumped over with those guys. Well, those guys turned out to not have really they were a little too unpolished. Mm. Okay. When you're trying to sell the sport of baseball, um, there, there's a certain, I guess, presentation that you don't want to have and you do want to have. And you can go edgy without being just completely filthy. Sure. So we said, you know what? Or he said, you know what? I'm not with it. I'm leaving. And because I was brought on, I said, man, I listen, guys, I, the, the project is fine. Um, but it would be weird if I stayed and, you know, he just left and a little time went by and I also wanted to get horror film, uh, involved in what I was doing. 
almost made them like two separate projects. Well, on the side, I'm a little bit of a, of a data guy. Okay. And so I basically from scratch over the course of a pretty good while, I made a daily fantasy sports optimizer. Okay. So I pull a lot of data. Uh, I hit a few buttons. I update the information on a daily basis. I click the button and it gives me today's optimal roster for DraftKings. Okay, so based on based on my own data and what I feel that I know about baseball, mm-hmm. uh, like who's going to have the best games today? Give give me those ten guys, and I called that the DFS Daily Fantasy Sports, uh, the DFS Slasher. Okay. And because it's slashing through all the data, mm-hmm. I just you know named it that because I love slasher films. So when I got back with this guy Christian, who's my partner at Slasher Sports, I said, "Hey man, this is what I'm doing. Uh, Called the DFS Slasher." Later on, it just kind of evolved into, "Hey man, let's let's do this. Let, let's talk about you know covering sports, and we'll call it Slasher Sports, and we'll do the the daily fantasy sports. We'll do baseball reporting." And I said, "Well, I'm also going to do some horror stuff." Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And so we thought, well, hell, sports and horror doesn't really mix. Wrong. Wrong. Sure. Every horror guy that I know grew up playing baseball in his Little League park, loves football, uh, loves MMA, loves boxing. So it's a false dichotomy to say that the nerds and the athletes don't mix because a lot of us are the same people. Totally. I, I would imagine that there would be more crossover than people would probably think. We put it to the test. We ran a Twitter poll. And uh, yeah, and I said, why are you here? Sports only, horror only, sports and horror. Or the fourth option was, I don't know why I'm here. Uh, That got like two votes. But um, the the majority, the overwhelming majority was sports and horror. And I said, well, I'll be damned. So today we, we run this thing together. It's uh, he handles the uh, the college football. I'm handling the, the the horror stuff, talking to great filmmakers like yourself. Um, and here we are. So, man, at the end of the day, if you're learning as you go, you're doing what every single other human uh, on Earth who is perfecting his or her craft is doing. So I applaud you for that. As far as the kind of strangers Sure, there's maybe like a shadow that could have gone away, or maybe there's like a sound effect that could have been different. But dude, I'm from a small town. Okay, 1,200 people. You too, yeah. Manhattan yeah. seems small. No, I'm what? kidding. You. I know, I know. You, uh, where are you originally from? I I am from where we shot that movie. Uh, it's a very small town uh, in upstate New York called Lake Placid, New York. Lake Placid. Uh, very, very, very small. Um, well, Christian is from, uh, I don't know exactly where, but he, he's from, uh, I believe, northern New York as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sm- smaller place. Um, sure. Probably closer to Buffalo. Okay, um, just, all right. Just guessing, just yep. guessing. A little bit further west, but yeah, it's up Maybe. There. So, um, yeah, coming from a small town, this is kind of one of those things where, you know, and we're going to get into Uncle Sleezo in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to talk about the kind of the strangers. Please, I mean, yeah. this, I mean, this is your directorial debut. This is kind of like what made you, you yeah, uh, right. at, at the beginning. This is the identity that you, that you carved out for yourself. So um, just the small town creepiness mm. that you find in films. I mean, you're, you're talking about the, the children of the corn. You're talking about the Texas chainsaw massacre. You're talking about a lot of films where people show up and they go missing and everybody knows who did it. Everybody knows who did it, but they can't stop them because you can't prove it. The, the police are in their back pocket or they're related to them. I mean, you're talking about a motel hell type of situation. It's just fucking great. Okay. You can't stop the small town crazies. Yeah. And this is kind of one of those films. I agree. Yeah. So thank you for saying all of that. Um, that was really where I wanted it to live in that because that that is a very real feeling for me um it's kind of as you know it's it's a little you know uh suffocating it claustrophobic yeah exactly um feeling 
like everybody knows everybody's business everybody's you know except you right 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 um it can definitely feel that way but um so that's kind of where i i wanted to go that's what i knew you know and and you you know as as somebody who really has never written a screenplay um had had never written a screenplay up until that point um you know i i think the one thing that you hear when you're like how do you how do you even start Blah, blah blah people will tell you to write what you know you know like that's kind of the cliche thing to say um and i kind of took that to heart and i i wrote what i thought that i knew which was small town kind of feeling kind of on the outside of that sometimes and feeling freaked out by, by the people that might know what's going on and you don't know and and stuff. So like, yeah, um, that's, that was definitely the, uh, the birthplace of, of kindness of strangers. And, um, and, and again, I, I thought that it would kind of pair well with, with a home invasion ish type deal. Um, and when I when I wrote that, I mean, you're you're we were talking about Barbarian earlier. Um, you're kind of seeing more uh, Airbnb type horror movies popping up, you know. Now um, there was another one a couple of years ago. It was like The Rental or something like that. I can't really remember. But um, but when I wrote that, there wasn't. It didn't seem to me like there was a lot of those. Like Airbnb seemed like a like an untapped market as far as how creepy it actually is. You know, you're, you're it's relatively new. Right. uh, Right. In popularity. Anyway, people have always done a bed and breakfast, but um, like, it's like the the Airbnb thing is relatively new to, uh, especially to like the, the, the online, the internet age, I guess. Absolutely. Why not a writer just had a film as well. Um, uh, Dermot Mulroney was in it. Oh, and okay. yeah, the name is escaping me, but they ba- it's basically the uh, the the opening act of uh, of Barbarian. Oh, you know, right. the, yeah. uh, they show up as a couple to a home where they rented, and there's already another couple there, and oh, somebody goes missing, and there's twists and turns, and it's, oh, it's cool. really a good, really fun film. Sweet, but but I mean, this is this is new, you know, uncharted territory as far as a horror genre goes, and I, I dig that you did it. Yeah, um, it was cool. And and the first time that I ever stayed in an Airbnb, um, it was with my then girlfriend. And I remember saying to her, I was like, man, this is like, we're, this is weird. And like, it takes away all of the work of a home invasion. They're, they're coming to you. If you're, you've a- invaded the home already. <laughs> exactly. So if you're like somebody that, that, you know, wants to, to, to torture some people, like, set up an Airbnb because they'll just like come to you. You don't have to do any work. That's the spider web. The Airbnb. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that's kind of where it, it, my head was at with it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super happy that you, uh, I, I always like finding people that are like, that one is the favorite because um, that just feels good. You know? It, well, there's it, a sense of realness for me and you for know, sure. you're, you're at the mercy of that homeowner. Definitely. Uh, you, you've wandered into their home. Uh, they could have put things in that home to spy on you. Right. Um, you know, uh, you can't do anything about it. All you can do is sit there on that bed frozen thinking, man, well, look around. Well, what could be a camera? And, you yeah. know, we're, we're talking about like blending genres. You know, you've got the voyeurism of like uh, 13 cameras mm. or uh, no vacancy. Sure. Um, yeah. You got the hillbilly killers like uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Um, you got the the prisoner horror like a hell the green inferno i mean this is this is this is a blending of genres and you may have accidentally done it but (laughs) but you accidentally did it okay so that's the name of the game awesome so where can people see kindness of strangers i I was you know you were kind enough to let me screen this one and uh very happy you did Where, where can the general public find this one absolutely so it's a couple of places um if you're a physical media person um as you it should is, be. Uh, yes, uh, agreed. Um, I actually just brought. Uh, it, it was out of print for a little while. Um, it it is back in print. I had some copies uh, at Cinema Wasteland, and I am just about to. Thank you for reminding me, by the way. Um, put it back up on the website. So uh, deadvisionproductions.com, You'll be able to to grab a copy there. Um, it is also streaming on the website um, for a couple bucks. But if you have uh, Troma Now, Troma Now, um, the, the 
streaming platform from Troma. It is on there as well. Um, so if you're already paying for that, you can uh, check it out uh, there. But um, yeah, that's how you can see Kindness of Strangers, my my directorial debut, as it were. We're, we're going to put all the links that we can in oh, the, uh, the episode description. Cool. Uh, and you'll find that everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Gio Savin over in India. Gosh, man, India is like our second biggest... Um, our second biggest market for uh, for for our podcast, which is wild to me. Shout out um, India! I haven't sent a DVD to India yet, so. Um, well, there's your there's your sign, <laughs> listeners from Geosavin. Like, click on the link, totally. buy this thing, get deported from your home because this, <laughs> these films are wild. Oh, yeah. Well, you went on a different direction with Freak. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, tell me about the the inception of that idea. Yeah, that was a couple of different reasons behind that. So after Kindness of Strangers, um, the the other two founding members of Dead Vision, um, we we went our separate ways. Um, they, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but, uh, and there's no bad blood um, for sure, but. Uh, Just creative think- probably. Well, no, I mean, not even that. It was just, I think it was a lot of like, maybe it was more of a, of a hobby uh, than, than I was kind of now realizing that it could have been a little bit more than that. Um, So regardless, they, we, we, I was like, just let me have the film. Let me have the name, all of that. And they were like, fine, do with it, whatever. So that was, um, you know, right around the time of the new year into 2020. Um, and then I was like, well, fuck, now I don't have anybody to like do this with, you know, it's hard to like put something together yourself. And then the world ended. And then I was like, oh man, now it's going to be like, maybe this is done. Maybe this is the sign that like, I shouldn't be doing this. Um, but, um, I reached out to, a, a lifelong friend of mine um that we had worked together we had done a lot of theater together we we, you know uh very good friends um matt Sorensen is his name um that name sounds familiar yeah yeah so he um an executive producer yes the puppet guy that's exactly right um yeah so he um we were actually going to uh we we had something else planned we were going to do a, a stage production of of frankenstein um, but then COVID hit and we couldn't obviously do that. And we were kind of like scrambling. We were like, man, like we want to do something, but like, I don't know that it's hard to do right now, but you know, um, and I was like, well, let's just like go out into the woods. Let's take some, like a really small team and let's go make a movie. And he was like, okay. So with, with no idea what it was going to be. Well, what I had was the opening I write, I tend to write kind of disjointed. I write from like a, a kill or a, a set piece or something like that. And then kind of build around it. Um, okay. That's just a little bit more fun for me than, than working, you know, front that's, to back. That is your creative uh, method. <laughs> I who, suppose. Who is anybody to question your creative method, right? Well, thank you. That's, yeah. That's what um, makes you, you. So I had the opening, um, kill sequence i i didn't know that it was a monster i didn't know what it was you know what was doing it i didn't know how it was going to fit into anything but i had that um and then i had another kind of skeletal script um that was actually supposed to take place in the city i wanted to shoot it in the city about um kind of this creature that lived in the subway system um so i had both of those things and i was like man let me kind of cobble together an idea from both of these so that I at least have a starting place, you know, um, so we can kind of shoot in the summer. Um, so I put those together. I rounded out some stuff. I added a lot, obviously. And then what I had was, was the first draft of freak. And I sent it to Matt and I was like, is this something that you would want to do? And he's like, yeah, but, um, we're going to make Arthur a puppet because I don't want to do 
we and I kind of felt the same way. I, I you know I I didn't really want to do a like a man in a mask or a man in a a suit sort of deal. Um, I didn't feel like I had much to add to that, and um, that easily could have been that avenue. But um, but I thought it was super. We both thought that it was more interesting to kind of make it something that that isn't uh, immediately identifiable as something that that people had or could could be like oh that's what's wrong with him or oh he is this or whatever whatever it's it's he's more monster than he is human even though he's supposed to be a human in the movie which like is kind of an interesting thing to me so um but yeah that's how we that's how that came about it it was a, a reaction i guess to a whole lot of things that were going on um so we took uh, just a few people and we went out into the woods and um and we made this movie. You came out with Freak. Yeah. You know, watching Freak, I actually thought, at least at the beginning, that it was it was a stop motion thing. We get that all the time. We get or that like a claymation kind of a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we get that all the time. Um, which I'm, I'm again, I'm not mad about. Um, I would love to do stop motion someday. Um, but yeah, so hey, our- stop motion is, is, is where it's at. It, it, it's, it's got its, it's got its perks. It's, all, I know it's, got, it. it's got its fallbacks, but when you <laughs> listen, when you have, listen, the, the last week I made a joke about, um, Kate Upton and Justin Verlander, uh, taking those, uh, nude pics in front of the mirror. Oh, sure. Like, I listen, that. Yeah, when, yeah. when, when Kate Upton tells you we're taking nude pictures in front of the mirror, we're taking nude pictures in front of the mirror. When Sorensen says we're doing a puppet movie, <laughs> we're doing a puppet movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had just um, when we shot it, he had just recently graduated. He got his master's in in puppetry. So, like, I was like, man, I didn't like, even know you could get a master's in puppetry. I didn't know either. <laughs> you can't. So he just shows up, unscrolls it. It's yeah, look. This is how we're gonna do it. Um, but yeah, he had the idea of making it. I mean, he's Matt is a Matt is six four, six five, so he's a big guy in general. And Arthur stands, you know, at least a couple inches taller once he's like, you know, all Jesus. stretched out. So he's a big he's a big guy. Um, and Matt wore him kind of like a reverse backpack puppet. So the torso was like on his torso, like in the front. Um, he had his arms. Um, if you if you grab a DVD, um, either from my uh, site or uh, the Wild Eye release of it, um, there's a whole behind the scenes about how we made Arthur, how he works, all that sort of stuff. But like a featurette, uh, yeah, for sure. So the the full body puppet, he's got legs that that strap onto Matt's legs, and Matt was in a green screen suit. So we just removed Matt from the footage and uh and what you get is this weird like he i mean he doesn't move like anything moves um for better for worse and uh um but then there was a close-up head and the eye moves and anytime you see him drool or or you know bite something or whatever um that's just a head with like the back cut out so we could work the controls and then there are some live hands uh, that are gloves that matt wore um so yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, I, I want to be able to say that we used stop motion because I think it's so cool, but uh, but we didn't. You know, it's all it's all just puppets. Well, like I said, when you've got Kate Upton, you use Kate Upton. Okay, <laughs> that's the name of the He'll game. Really, he'll, he'll laugh when he hears that. <laughs> I hope so because man, uh, comparing anybody to Kate Upton is just difficult. But you know, this is uh this goes back to the uh, why I said you should be buying physical copies of things, especially. If it's maybe a project that's not um, like your your giant Hollywood productions, okay? It, Voodoo will if you buy a film on Voodoo, they give you the featurettes for a, a lot of a lot of the films. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but on others though, if you're just streaming it, if you're just renting it, you don't get those things. So the yeah. physical copy is going to give you those director's commentaries or just sure. those little mini featurettes, and you miss out on that if you don't have a physical copy. So sure. I always suggest a good physical copy, even though my physical copy library is not extensive. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a collector, but what I want, I'm going to get. And uh, I'm going to have I'm to the same way. I'm the same and, way. And what is that website again? Uh, deadvisionproductions.com. Boom. There it is. And, and I assume we can see Freak on uh, in the same avenues as Kindness of Strangers. 
Absolutely. And uh, like I said uh, before, um, Freak has been also put out by Wild Eye Releasing. It's a beautiful release. The cover is sick. Um, but I also have that original um, uh, edition as well, um, still available on the site. So uh, whichever you prefer or both, uh, you, they're, they're around. So uh, go grab them. And uh, Freak, if you're not a physical person, Freak is streaming for free, free, free on Tubi. Uh, which is super exciting. So um, check that Tubi's out. Tubi's well. fucking great. I Tubi know. Tubi is great. I know. I know. I tell you what, though, you got to be careful. You, if you fall asleep watching Tubi, <laughs> you, you'll go to you'll go to bed thinking you've been watching Godzilla, and you'll wake up watching like you know the Love Witch, and you'll think, when the fuck did this happen? And Godzilla <laughs> raids <Perfect>. again. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, they good. they don't they don't ask you like Netflix. So are you still are you watching? Still watching? Yeah. yeah. Right when some some guy's daughter has her feet behind her ears, that's <laughs> that's yep. yeah, th- that's the Netflix way. Tubi, they don't stop. They don't, they're gonna yeah. let they're gonna let you finish. We <laughs> got you. We got you. Well, Lucky, are you ready to check out this uh, this Uncle Sleezo trailer with me? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, talk me through it, my man. All right. Oh, we can talk through this. Boils and oh, we can talk through it. Who's this old codger? This this is your dear old Uncle Sleezo. So what we wanted was a, to harken back to a time of some kind of questionably uh, goofy public access horror host. And he's going to be your host of the evening, uh, bring you through three segments, which are the films that he's showing. Um, we shot full commercial breaks in this thing. Um, we really wanted it to play out like a block of cable TV. It's super fun. Um, it's goofy. It's weird. Um, it's Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. Um, we're super good with this. I teamed up again with Matt Sorensen. Um, and it, we we had a really good time working on this. We, we made it you know, over the span of, of like a year and a half, uh, with how we shot it, we shot the segments, you know, um, here and there when we could, because again, the world was kind of coming back to some sense of normalcy, I suppose. And it was hard to get everybody together when we could. So we, we made it happen and, um, it's cool. Some of this is the best stuff that we've ever done for sure. I, I mean, I think so. Uh, uh, it's, that's cool to see as well. Continuous improvement, man. That's what it's Continuous about. Continuous improvement. I, I like how you went with the host format in Uncle Sleezo. It reminds me of uh, one of my favorite shows as a like a young teenager, Tales from the Crypt. And, sure. Uh, yeah, the Crypt Keeper was actually bigger than any single episode or star that ever showed up in the series. Um, so you, I, I assume you did that as some sort of, like maybe not an homage or anything like that, but just... Um, I guess why did you go with a host format? You you wanted this to to play out like um like a an hour of cable TV, like classic cable TV. Yeah, so we I thought it was a fun idea and and um less limiting in a way. Um uh I I guess if I'm completely honest with you, I just didn't want to work as hard in trying to find a wraparound that would appropriately encapsulate the the segments that we wanted to do so if you give a host that that kind of leaves it open uh, an open avenue to kind of it can be whatever because he would show whatever he wanted um and uh and we had uh the actor jordan in mind um from the beginning and we knew that he would have a lot of fun with that uh and he sure did so it just a lot of it played into it um in the way that it just seemed like the thing to do. And, and then we got even more excited about the, the, the idea of shooting the full commercials. Um, I like that. I love, I love the commercials. Cool. Thank you. Um, So yeah, we, we got to do some fake trailers for movies that don't exist and, and funny, you know, toy commercials and, and uh, cologne and, and whatever. We just like, we, again, Uh, what was the name of that cologne? Um, Captivity cologne. Captivity. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And and then there was a a cameo. I guess, I don't know if it's considered a cameo, if it's in character, but you had um, a short cameo of your, of, of your couple from, 
kind of strangers. That's right. Like, uh, I think they were like, right. on the back of a milk carton or something like that. I can't remember. So, Maybe yeah, a, so a missing there poster. A, there was a little bumper. Um, I don't even know if they still do them anymore. I, I can't remember the last time I watched TV. Probably in a hotel somewhere. But um, the like tonight at eleven bumpers like for the news like that'll play later. Um, it's an anchor. And it shows the photo That's like right here. And he's like, still no sign of the couple that went missing, blah, blah, blah. I liked the idea of tying in my other movies. It doesn't alienate anybody if you haven't seen them, like whatever. But uh, but for those cool, who have, oh, cool. And then there's a, there's a freak callback a little bit later in the movie. Um, there's like a commercial for the campground in Freak. Um, so, yeah, I uh, that was like just super exciting to me to – to be able to have that format where it was a little bit more free form in terms of the ideas that we could do. Um, there was no idea that was like too weird or out there or didn't fit in a mold because it had to be this way. We could really entertain whatever we wanted because uh, we did it this way, which was exciting. Well, something I thought of when I was watching this film was, and it's a very different film, honestly, but there was a, an, an early to mid nineties film uh, with John Ritter. Um, it was called stay tuned, not a, uh, not a horror film. Just um, I, I guess you could consider it a horror film if you really open up what you consider horror. Um, but basically uh, it's, he and his wife, get sucked into their uh, satellite dish, which is a very early to mid nineties thing to say <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. but basically he's like a TV junkie, right? At the beginning, they kind of open it up with his wife's nagging him and he's like, okay. And, and there's like a minute 13 left in the, uh, in the ball game he's watching. He's like, okay, I'll be there in one minute and 13 seconds. And they get sucked into this brand new satellite dish that's sold to them by the devil himself. Oh, it, played by Jeffrey Jones, who is the, uh, the the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, gotcha, okay. So, yeah. So he's known for a lot of other films, but uh, that's where you would know him if, you know, you watched it during that time, which I did on my own giant satellite dish. That I didn't get sucked up into, but they <laughs> would have these uh, TV shows and commercials that were offshoots of real life TV shows. Like there was a show called Northern Exposure. Yep. Kind of a... Uh, like, I don't know, Montana type of situation. Could have been Canada. I don't even know. But the name of this one was Northern Overexposure, where they're basically trapped out in the snow and they're going to freeze to death if they don't get out. Um, there was My Three Sons from back in the 70s, maybe. Well, the the show on Stay Tuned was My Three Sons of Bitches. <laughs> and uh, there were at least numerous other examples, but it reminded me of you know the, the parody that was cable TV back in the day. Sure. And so, I mean, I, I love the idea, um, just way more rough around the edges than, you know, the Hollywood production that was uh, stay tuned. Totally. But I loved it, man. And, and I guess if we're going to give any kind of teaser for uh, Uncle Sleezo, I guess we can talk about the first chapter briefly before pitching the rest. Um, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I love it. I, I'm happy to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I, I don't really, I don't think that there's much to be spoiled in this movie, to be honest with you. So we can talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, you want people to watch it. And um, like the best, the best way to do it for me was this opening segment, this, this, this first chapter, the black and white, uh, I believe it was called uh, curse of the beta wolf. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll watch a lot of black and white. Uh, sometimes okay. silent, silent films. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's honestly a good break from the, I guess, visually charged horror that we see today. Yeah. Um, do you have like, what, what were your, I guess, what, what, what were you thinking of going into Curse of the Beta Wolf? Was there some kind of homage you were doing there? Well, we wanted to, so in thinking of the type of films that Uncle Sleezo, if he was real, would play on his show, um, the the first thing that we really thought of was kind of something that would be in public domain, right? A, a, a yes. lot of these uh, kind of uh, the public access ilk of the the horror host probably wouldn't have access to a lot of movies with with rights or anything like that. So they would find a pretty shitty black and white uh, public access movie to show and to you know whatever. Um, 
so that was kind of the idea behind that. And um, in thinking of the segments, just broad strokes, uh, we thought it would be fun to have kind of a, a supernatural one, an alien-ish one, and then a monster one. Um, and the first one being that monster werewolf type of movie. Um, we wanted to have kind of like the crossfade trans of transformation stuff and like, you know, not a lot of dialogue, a lot of scoring, um, questionable uh, character stuff. And, you know, just like not really thinking about it too hard. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what those films were. Totally. That- totally. That's what those films were. So that well, you was, know, yeah. go ahead. The, 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 the transformation scene, mm-hmm. I thought about that. And I think about how important a transformation scene is in a werewolf film. Yep. And uh, the best I ever saw was probably on that series, Hemlock Grove. Um, but see. there are a lot of others that, that I've probably missed along the way. What was it like filming that scene? How, how, how much, I guess, importance did you put on the transformation? Well, yeah, I mean, that's like the thing, you know, that's like when you watch a werewolf movie, you're not like, oh, I can't wait to see, you know, it's it's the transformation. That's him transform off screen, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. At least for me, um, I'm a big fan of of that, you know, original. uh, I I loved um, as a kid, I loved Frankenstein meets the Wolfman like that movie more so than the original Wolfman, that was the movie for me. I really loved that. Um, but yeah, those those slow, we wanted to do that. We didn't want it to feel any different than, than what it would have felt like. Uh, and it was hard, man. It was like, it was tough. Um, but like with the hand, we did the hand first. And then, you know, there. I, I just remember... I can't remember if it's in the original uh, Wolfman or is it, if it's in Frankenstein meets Wolfman, but there is a, there is a transformation where he's just laying on a bed and he's not moving. He doesn't look like he's in any kind of pain, Lon Chaney Jr. And he's just, and it's just happening to him. Like which, which, you know, uh, Rick Baker changed the game pretty much with that. I mean, the most painful transformation scene ever in American werewolf in London Yes. arguably but you can feel the pain of that but this is not that at all he's just very peacefully laying there he's totally awake as hair grows as yeah. hair grows right and i thought that was super fun and i wanted that so like okay lay on the bed and you're just gonna change and that's fine um so yeah i mean it was a lot of like laying on the bed, getting what we needed, and then getting up, like making sure that we marked it exactly to the best of our ability, exactly where he was on the bed. And then he would get up, made up a little bit more. And then, okay, lay down. All right, we got it. Okay, good. Get up, do a little bit more. Okay, lay down. So it, was, it took a while, <laughs> but uh, but it was good. It was cool. I love that. I love that so much. Well, where have you taken... Uh, Uncle Sleezo thus far. It, it, it's it's waist deep in the festival scene right now, is it not? Well, yeah. I mean, so oddly, um, this one hasn't, uh, and and the, uh, partially due to my own kind of uh, negligence, I suppose, but I, I don't like that. Um, it hasn't really been doing a lot of festivals. We played Cinema Wasteland over the weekend. Um, we just did a uh, few weeks ago we did a few shows at a theater in new york um film noir cinema um we did three nights i think uh which was really really cool i've never had a movie play in the city before um oh that was a first for you yeah that was a first for me how how'd that go it was amazing it was so it was surreal truly um it's this really cool theater. Uh, the The front of it is like a video store. And in the back is the, the theater itself. It used to be a funeral home. So it like feels really cool. Um, and yeah, we did three nights and it I mean, it was crazy. Really, really cool. Um, it was the first time I'd ever heard somebody I didn't know that I that was a, somebody off the street, assumably saying uh i'd like one ticket for uncle Sleezo, please and that was like that was a weird that was a weird trip man um 
But so what we've been doing with Sleazo, rather than doing festivals, we have been setting up screenings that we can go to. So yes. we have another one at the end of the month. It's kind of like the hometown screening of it. Uh, that was this... my next question. Like, yeah. Where, where was yeah. it going? So um, my first job ever when I was 15 or whatever was uh, was a projectionist at the local movie theater, the Palace Theater uh, in Lake Placid. And it's just really full circle to have a movie that I made playing there. Um, Freak played there last year, which was so weird. Um, so we're going to do it again uh, for Sleezo and have everybody come out. Uncle Sleezo will come out. Uh, he'll be there, which will be really cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, have a, we have a screening set up in Toronto, Canada um, in December. So we're just kind of like putting it in places that like – Rather than festivals, I have nothing against festivals. Um, but for this one, I kind of wanted to try to kind of... Um, a, little, a little more personal. Yeah, a little more personal, a little more feeling like it's playing in theaters, if that yeah. makes sense, you know? Like no, that makes perfect sense. Where, like, fans can go. Not that fans don't go to festivals, but you know what I mean? It's like a different crowd, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what kind of we're trying to do, um, and hopefully, I mean, we are in talks with uh, with a distribution company that that people would know. Um, I don't want to jinx anything by by saying the name of the. No, company. no, no, don't. I'm not gonna have that blood on my hands. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, um, but uh, but yeah. So we're we're working with it, um, and uh, and. I'm glad that people are enjoying it and I'm glad that people get it. You know what I mean? When, when, it, yeah. when I was done with it, when I finished editing, I was really worried. I was like, man, are people going to understand what this is? Like, are people going to get what we were trying to do with this? And it seems for the most part that everybody has, and everybody's been really cool and nice about it. And, and uh, we're super happy about it. So um, it's cool. Well, if you build it, they will come. So, what what's next for you, though? What uh, what projects do you have in your uh, in your vast mind? Absolutely. So, um, right now, I am in pre production. So, I have been. Um, I'm I'm so honored that uh, that Dead Vision is is co producing. It'll be the first co production, I suppose. Um, for my friend, my good friend Rocco Zevenbergen, who is a director um, that people would know from his first film, I Need You Dead, um, which is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, if anyone hasn't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, but his sophomore feature uh, is called Flapjacks, um, and it will be a, a co-production that, that you know I've, I've been brought on as a producer for, and I can't wait. We're in pre-production right now. Um, we're going to shoot in April. Um, there will be, um, if I may plug this, uh, there will be an Indiegogo um, that will launch um, on the 11th of this month, uh, October 11th. So if you're following me, um, Dead Vision, whatever, I'm, you you won't miss it. But uh, this is the biggest thing that I will have ever have been a part of up until this point. Um, this is a this is a big this is a big project. So um, we are raising a little bit of money for it. So um, it's it's a wild movie. It's a wild, wild movie. And everybody um, is going to be really, is going to be into it. I, I, I believe that. So um, that's what's next. And then what's next for like a kind of a, a Dead Vision production? Um, we are working on, I am uh, still writing, the, I'm, I'm on the second draft, I suppose, of the, the follow-up. Uh, to freak, um, which is going to be bigger, better, and uncut. Um, so I can't wait for that uh, as well. That'll probably start shooting um, next year. Definitely, will start shooting next year as well. So I'm I'm staying busy, man. I'm staying busy. Well, if uh, if if the listeners are hearing this podcast anywhere from the 11th on, we're going to have that link to the Indiegogo so you can help get this project off the ground and like we always do like we did with uh uh like we did with dean jacobs and uh the trip we we helped that guy he's uh 
He's got a lot of things on his plate right now, but he's got the trip going. He's awesome. actually in, in filming. Uh, we're going to do what we can to to help your project as well. That's Small amazing. reach, but man, every little bit helps, I think. And uh, Absolutely. We, and we to put it do in our part. For sure. Uh, to put it into context for your for your listeners, I know that uh, you had um, Ben Johnson on this podcast, uh, director of Curse of the Were-Deer. Um Rocco um, is of that same family as well. Rocco hasn't worked on Were-Deer to my knowledge, but um, was was very, very um, involved in uh, Shakespeare Shitstorm, which is where Shithouse Productions was born, heading up Curse of the Were-Deer and Secret of Cuck Island and all of those. We're all connected. It's all one big happy family. Um, so just to put it into a little, you know, a frame of reference for everybody that really enjoyed uh, that episode, which I know that they did. Um, so and yeah, Brandon Bassam actually wrote that one, wrote Shakespeare. That's Shakespeare. correct. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Um, so it's all, it's all, uh, it's a lot of trauma connections. It's a lot of uh, where deer, Cuck Island, Dead Vision crossover happening. So it's, uh, it's all good. Well, if you don't network, you're never going to get anything done. That's so, true. Lucky, tell everybody where they can find you on your social medias, you and Absolutely. your work. Um, so I I have a bunch of personal at Lucky Saruti, C-E-R-R-U-T-I. You can find me wherever you'd like. Uh, that goes double for Dead Vision Productions. Pretty much everywhere it is Dead, at Dead Vision Productions. Um, but if you go to the website, deadvisionproductions.com, we do have a shop. You can pick up some merch the movies um whatever else that you'd like uh and we're gonna be this is like this next you know year i would say will be um a lot of updates as far as what's going on um with sleezo with the new freak movie with flapjacks with all of that so um definitely this is the time to to kind of get in on the ground floor of of whatever's coming next so it's exciting um but yeah, yeah, follow us everywhere. So uh, make sure that you're checking the, uh, the links in the episode bio, the episode description. It's all going to be in there. Uh, links to the films, links where you can find Lucky online, uh, IG, Twitter, wherever. Uh, we're going to get that information after we finish here. But guys, thank you for joining me. Lucky, I am so lucky that you were able to join me on such short notice. I do appreciate your time, man. You could have been doing a lot of things, but here you are wasting hours with me. Dude, it's never a waste. It's such an honor. Thank you so much. Um, I'm a big fan of what you're doing here, and uh, and I really appreciate the time you're taking to talk to me about uh, whatever I have going on. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Man, absolutely humbled. Guys, be sure to like, subscribe, share this episode on your social social feeds. Uh, go into the, the weekend looking for a fight or at least a good scary movie. And I want to remind you to find us on SlasherSports.com, on Twitter and TikTok at SlasherSports, on Instagram at SlasherSportsMedia. Everything in sports and entertainment from college football to horror flicks. Now go forth and may you drink the blood of your enemies from the skulls of their children. 